baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and True Social pages. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. There are three solid conservative candidates running for Kansas State Board of Education. Kathy Hopkins, Dennis Hirschberger, and Luke Akeley. Eichley, excuse me, Luke Eichley. If you see one of these candidates on your ballot, you need to vote for them. Joining us now to tell us why is Luke Eichley. He is a small businessman from McPherson who, like his colleagues, is committed to ensuring Kansas kids remain the focus of uh, how our taxpayer money is spent and who will empower parents, not the education bureaucracy. Luke, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, John. Um, okay. I got to ask you, you know, I I saw that, that picture of you on your Facebook page, great shot, you and the wife and the three kids, you own a small business. Why run, why run for office, brother? You got to be busy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've, I've asked myself that. I'm sure you have. (laughs) um, Yeah. When, when I was nominated to run for office, I, I really, I wasn't sold right off the bat. Um, we sure. all know that our education is moving in a, a left direction away from Kansas values. Um, but when you really start looking at the stats and where things are going, it's, uh, it's alarming and how, and how long that's been, been taking place. Yeah. And then I've got three kids and I actually have a baby on the way in November. And so, uh, to add to the plate, um, but my kids are going to be in the education. So I, I feel like I'm vested and, and I want to have a say with uh, how, how our education's placed. Well, you certainly have a vested interest, that's for sure. And you must have scared the KNEA because I saw that post. They're targeting you with a mailer that falsely claims you were a felon. I mean, I, trust yeah. me, I, I've been a subject of you know false attack mailers before, but that's a whole new level. Yeah. Yes, I, uh, I've actually had the, my campaign team. We've made calls. There is no felony on my record. Of course not. If you notice, if you notice the wording in it, it's uh, just short of committing um, to the fact that I have a felony. So I think they're leaving themselves an scapegoat of, you know, they can say, oh, right. I heard he did or something like well, that. Well, that way but you can't sue not, them for slander. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I've got. I've got some, <laughs> I've got some stuff in the works. So. Well, that's sort of like asking, when did you stop beating your wife? I mean, it's. Right, right, it, but it just goes to show the lengths that the education establishment will go 
when they're confronted. And we've seen this. This is no different than, you know, the Department of Justice going after parents because they dare to question school boards about how they educate or the types of materials that they make available to the students. And the education establishment has a tradition in Kansas, suing taxpayers for more money with taxpayer money. And whenever you have a candidate like you or the other two of your colleagues who are willing to just sort of stand up and say, wait, wait, hold on a second. Maybe we need some accountability. Maybe we need some uh, hold the some performance standards in here before we start con- signing blank checks. That's when they fight back. Right. And, you know, and that's that brings up a, a point that I'd like to I would like to make that. As, I, as I've been campaigning throughout Southeast Kansas, I've got 21 counties in my district. I know Cassie has over 40, and Dennis does not have a small district. Um, every, I, would, I think in the last month that I've been campaigning, I have seen one, uh, one sign of the other candidate, of my competitor, uh, that has been in a value them both yard. Other than that, we just we have to chuckle because he's running as a Republican, but a hundred percent otherwise yards that I've seen, his signs are next to Laura Kelly, they're next to vote no signs, uh, Black Lives Matter signs. I mean, it's clear which side is supporting which candidate. And last time I checked, this is a Republican primary. Right. Um, and if you notice the the groups and organizations that are coming out against me are very well-known liberal, left-leaning groups. And so it kind of makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Yeah, well, you're judged. I mean, famously, uh, Winston Churchill once, once said, you have enemies, good. That means that you're doing something right. Um, and that's that's literally, that's what, again, you're judged by the company you keep, and you're also judged by the enemies that you make. Um, let me ask you some basic, and, and again, I don't want you to necessarily speak for your colleagues, but if you do know, sure. if you share positions with Kathy Hopkins and Dennis Hershberger, then feel free to say that they share your positions. But in general, do you feel like, uh, you know, Kansas schools, I mean, are, are we adequately funding schools in Kansas, do you think? Well, so since 2015, uh, the education budget in the state of Kansas is up over a billion dollars. And just coincidentally, since 2015, every single year, our grade averages, our uh, test scores, everything has consistently went down. And so I believe it's, it's just factual proof that more money does not equal better results. Amen. And, Amen. Yeah, and that was something that, that really caught my eye. So, you know, 52% of our taxpayer money is going back into education which is great. I wouldn't be running for the position if I didn't feel like education wasn't the utmost important um, in our schools for our kids, for their futures. But whenever you have college professors letting you know that they have never seen Kansas graduates being so illy prepared for college or even just life after school, I mean, somebody needs to step up or we're going to keep going in this downward spiral. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And if we are not properly preparing kids for higher education or for the work for the real world, then, I mean, what are we spending all this money on is really what it comes down to other than nice buildings and bloated administrations. I know, trust me, I right. fought this fight for four years in the, in the state legislature. Um, so do you support concepts like, 
you know, school choice or, or you know, e- even basic ideas like allowing the, the vouchers or, or allowing the money to follow the student? You know, I, I follow some of that. Unfortunately, they haven't quite went all the way with it. So I've got a superintendent that comes into my shop from a district around us. And there have been students that have went over to their district and, you know, they're receiving, I think, you know, he, he told me around $4,000 a student for the year's worth of education. And, you know, that doesn't cover the year. So the, I'm under the impression that the district that they're coming from still gets a good portion, a majority of that money. And so they're, they're saying school choice and, and, and whatnot, but, I mean, they're not really fully committing to that. It does open the door um, to some other issues that I'm still learning a little bit about. Um, But it's kind of like the government coming out and saying that private schools can now get federal funding. I think there was a lot of people saying, oh, cool, to be an even playing field. Well, unfortunately, the private schools that I've talked to, they don't want to worry about the strings attached to that federal money. And that's, that's a rumor that's kind of been thrown around about me that I'm against federal funding. It's like, our schools need federal money, right? But I just think there needs to be some accountability and some roll call done on what those strings are that are attached to that money. Yeah, that's They're fair. Just taking money left and right, and then taking the the recourse afterwards. That's, so that's true. What about things like uh, critical race theory being taught in schools, and and equally important, making sure that we protect women and girls' sports from biological oh, boys. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what? What I've seen is several years ago they they rolled out critical race theory CRT, and man, I didn't. There wasn't. There was some really liberal t- cities that that maybe weren't that against it, but just about everybody was so against it because it was so radical. Well, then what they've done is they've taken little bits of CRT and they've inserted into other programs. Right. So once again, another fallacy is is that I'm against social emotional learning that. I don't have any care for uh, children's emotions um, and, and their feelings, and that's not true. But when you have a, a program like SEL, and then I've actually been studying up on Second Step, which is tied in with SEL, it's the second step of SEL, then you're finding out, so like, let's say Second Step, for instance, the Unit 1, Paragraph 1, it talks about, do not trust the generation before you. <laughs> If you have any issues or problems, come to your counselor or your teacher for that. Well, what's the generation before you? That's your parent. Right. That's a so, lovely notion to be teaching kids. Right. right. And, and I actually, I personally know that this was being taught in, in our district, but one of the more liberal teachers actually said, hey, I'm not in favor of this. And so they cut back on the teaching of it and kept it real light and, and uh You know, and then so you take social and emotional learning. Luke, I got to interrupt you. We're up against my top of the hour break. It's Kathy Hopkins, Dennis Hirschberger, and Luke Eichley. If they find your names on the ballots, you guys, we've got to replace. We're never going to change Kansas education if we don't elect you guys. I appreciate you for joining us, my friends. Best of luck to you, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate you having us. Stick around after the top of the hour break. Senator Jerry Moran will be with us. We'll be back right after this. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.